All right, so let me read you an uh, excerpt from this call, and we can start moving. Uh, this is from Mike Johnson talking to Joe Coff. Uh, talent who are under contract, this is Mike Johnson speaking, talent who are under contract during the time period where Ring of Honor is not going to be running events, will they be on TV tapings that are in enclosed environments? I know you have mentioned archival footage, or will the programming going forward simply be similar to what we saw during the pandemic? Joe says, well, it could be similar to that. It uh, could have a different creative slant. I would tell you that we are taping next week for the rest of the year for our TV leading up to final battle. After that, we have some creative ideas. Uh, again, they're being fleshed out. We're talking about them now to continue to create and produce and distribute original content. Mike, okay. Who, uh, will the talents who are under contract be allowed to work elsewhere during this time off? Joe, we had a conversation with them and we are certainly going to work with every talent for whatever needs they need to fulfill whatever they're looking for. Yes. Mm. CBS is being, uh, is distributing Glow onto Sinclair Station starting in December of 2022. How does that impact Ring of Honor going forward, given that Ring of Honor is usually the only wrestling on Sinclair broadcasting uh, stations? So, well, we're a big company and programming is important. We thought we had lots of discussions about that when it came up. What I thought would be a very good companion piece to our wrestling. CBS distribution is a lot of different pieces and there's lots of programming that they provide us and we have a good relationship with them and they know we're a wrestling company. So we thought that for the fall of 2022, this would probably be a logical addition to our programming across our stations. Someone's going to hear all this and assume that this is the beginning of Sinclair looking to sell Ring of Honor's tape library and rights to the company. Can you discuss whether or not there's co current conversations in regard to that? No, I wouldn't discuss it. So the answer would be no. What <laughs> the fuck? Because see, that's this is the exact same conversation that ended WCW. The only difference was it ended in a season a season finale that never returned to air. On the very last Nitro. Tony Schiavone very clearly stated that this was the season finale for Monday Nitro. Okay. I don't remember him saying that, but okay. Yeah, he called it the season finale, not the series finale. I mean, he he was probably unsure of what to say even in that spot. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he was. And, I, and somehow somebody piped it in. That's that's Bischoff in his ear just telling him, you know, don't kayfabe the HJ. Bischoff, I don't think Bischoff was even there. Oh, yeah, for the end, he wasn't there at the end, I don't believe. At least not in that capacity. So I don't know who's calling shots at that point, but mm, everything I've ever heard as far as um, commentary on that potential, on that specific day, it's it's all, it's like, it's basically a clusterfuck. Uh, everybody who was in WWE that pulled up to that show it was on some last minute shit. Like there was not this, um, there wasn't a grace period on learning what was going on. You found out as shit was happening. So it wasn't like they knew for a week they had been sold mm -hmm. or that that was the last episode or just, it didn't, didn't resonate like that. They knew they had limited time left on the network because of, the the sale falling through and then like the fucking weird part is the um <clears throat> the deal falls through that uh Bischoff was trying to make because they wouldn't sell them the TV time didn't come with purchasing the brand so you're gonna buy WCW own the tape library 
but you didn't have anywhere to put it. Mm. So for that's what made the deal fall through for them. <laughs> and then the, because Bischoff was he even admitted it's like at the time I didn't know what the fuck you would do with a tape library. So WWE ends up buying it, buying everything for like pennies on the dollar. Like they basically had a fire sale. Mm-hmm. Like Bischoff's deal. I forgot what number it was they were using for like what they would buy WCW and its IP for, but Vince got it for like a fourth of that. And once he got it for like a fourth of that, it's like, okay, we outside. Difference now, and it's going to be funny as shit, Sinclair knows what they have. 100% have to know what they have. So Vince is on the phone. He's on line one. Kanos is on line two, but he's also in iMessage. <laughs> and they pretty much bidding. And Sinclair's like, fuck it. Like we gon' we really are finna cash out on Ring of Honor. We've we've released everybody from contracts. And have allowed them to work elsewhere while they're still being paid. That's the that's the absolute telltale sign that this is probably it. Because you're going to let all these people go. Uh, what, what do you do when, when you relaunch? You have no talent. Hold, hold on. Let's let's get this shit going because we we here now. We, we in this bitch. Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip hop. I am Wood. Made daily. <laughs> with organic, farm to table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, Scotch guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken pencil logic. You stay classy, internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Man, I don't know what to call this. And we, we know it's episode 138. We are recording this on Friday, October 29th. Yeva Lord. Yeva Lord. I say Yeva Lord. Yeva Lord. 2021. Amen. And as if we left a lot of shit on the table last week, oh, but how the pages have filled up in the last, what, four days? Has it been that long? We we just recorded it. Yeah, this is the day. It's the fourth day. Not to be confused with fourth meal. <laughs> Not to be confused to hell, with fourth taco wall. Smell. Huh? <laughs> fourth meal, fourth wall, fourth strike. <laughs> fourth dimension. <laughs> fourth quarter. Fourth, fourth horse. <laughs> four for four. <laughs> four score and seven. Oh, shit. Damn it. <laughs> Oh man. Fourth down. Fourth and long. <laughs> Go forth and prosper. Wait, shit. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> man, listen. I, uh, there was so much stuff that we wanted to come back with. And yes, Charlotte's going. Charlotte, we talked about it. Yes, she, she gets a little bit more love tonight. Um, we talked about West Side Gun. Oh, oh! Please believe, P- 
please believe. Tried to tell you. This is a gloat fest for West Side Gun. <laughs> we tried to tell you, and it's almost it's almost like there's a mole among us. It's that damn that, fax that, machine. That, that damn fax machine has been doing that to us for like three years now. And you refuse to throw that bitch into the street. I did. It's a whole new one. We got to throw that bitch into the street and beat it with a bat. This a like, are you are you sweeping your electronics for bugs? Uh, nope. Apparently not. Like that, Obviously not. I, I, I haven't watched. I, I've watched all the movies, all the shows. Apparently, I haven't watched them in, a, in enough of a context to actually give a shit. I should do better with my life. I, unfortunately, I can't. I, we've been pe- we've been peeled more times than an orange farm next to a banana tree. <laughs> this is a fact and a half. Factoids, get you some. Uh, and so with even with all that to come back with, and some little tidbits here and there, the news of possibly the year has surfaced since we last uh, spoke to you. Okay. Enlighten the people. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has uh, announced that they have, they're have they going on hiatus at after Final Battle, which was scheduled to take place in December as it does every year. Usually it's the third Saturday or the third Friday in December. It will now mm-hmm. take place in January of 2022. After which... They will go on hiatus until what is presumed to be WrestleMania weekend. Why is it presumed to be WrestleMania weekend? Well, they had uh, booked a venue in the DFW area, um, which is also the home of WrestleMania. The spectacle of spectacles, the the, what, what, what do they call it? The grandest stage of them all. The granddaddy of them all. This, the grandest the, stage the, of them the all. The grandest stage of them all is 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 an understatement when it comes to come to, to having WrestleMania in the DFW area because there's only one place you can have it, which is AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Whereas yeah. 102 plus thousand people graced the grounds of AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania 30 Deuce. They set the indoor attendance record at 32. I'm almost certain they have figured out a way to break that record two nights in a row thing is i don't know i don't know if they they gonna pad these numbers I, i'm 100 percent sure on this they're gonna pad the stats on this on these numbers i don't because there was a legitimate hundred and three thousand there in 32 because i was there it's different now because you have you've got a disgruntled fan base you've got the looming um pandemic yeah the looming pandemic that is not over which um, which which is in a heightened state of disarray here in texas and the experience that a lot of people had at 32 it is possible that it turned them off from going back to the event even if they did support the product like getting in to at&t stadium for wrestlemania 32 was a clusterfuck in every possible way this is probably one of the only things turning me off from the fact of me going to be there for 30, uh, 30 was it 39 coming up? 38. 38. 38.1, 38.2 coming up. Shout out to Fetty Watt. Well, I don't know if it's, it is shout out to Fetty Watt. Keep your head up. But yeah, that, they gave him them federal charges. Man. So, <sighs> whoa, whoa. Is that, is that new? Is that recent? 
That's the day. Oh no, that's they, we have to talk about it before the show is up. Um, because he just lost his daughter too, didn't he? Like earlier uh, this year, like I, a couple I'm of months ago. Not certain. I'm actually not certain. Yeah, but I believe a couple of months ago he lost his daughter. Oh, and, oh man! Speaking of losing your daughter, rest in peace. Uh, to Freeway's daughter, man, I, 22 years old, man. I don't know what happened, but God, God, man, uh, b- blessings to Freeway and the family up in Philadelphia, man. That's crazy. At any rate, let's go back to uh, to this whole ROH thing. So, sized up, they booked a venue for um, a a show for WrestleMania weekend, and in the midst of all this, we see rumors. Rumors of presumed, what do we call it? Uh, dismantling of a roster, releasing all of the of the players in the roster. And to what we can find out, those rumors have actually become true. Mm. All of the wrestlers of ROH that are contracted through the end of this year are free and clear. All of those who are contracted, oh, and they will be paid through the end of the year. All of those who are contracted to you know, through sometime in 2022 will be paid up to and including that that weekend in April for the supposed planned relaunch. The hiatus is supposed to, to uh, give ROH time to rebrand, rebuild, refocus, and re-energize a product that's more fan centric. But you release everyone and give them the ability to work elsewhere. Okay, um, that's that's just that's doing right by the talent, so that there's no public backlash. Most definitely, I I I, I can I cannot applaud that anymore. Yeah, that's that's, that's just a doing huge right move. Like, okay, we we gonna pay you all this. Obviously, Ring of Honor is a huge tax write-off to Sinclair. But, I mean, it's also, it's also an open wound as far as cash is concerned. Hemorrhage is the word. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, cool. If <laughs> we, we, gonna, we gonna stop all this shit. We're gonna pay you through the end of the year, which is two months. And if it, it depends on how their pay breaks down, are they getting paid every two weeks, once a month? Per show? Paid? You per, know what I'm saying? Per, per diem? Like, what it per ring spot like there's a number of different ways how they could break it down facts so you say you're gonna pay all them if their contract expires in 2021 we're gonna pay you all the way through it's just a good faith thing because it's a tax write-off whether you do it or not um the part about them releasing all the talent is like what you gonna do when you relaunch because it's not like they have to come back and if some of them start signing, you know, fairly decent deals, they're not going to be able to come back. Now, while thinking of this, I did think of a solution that I, that might be kind of cool. Run it. <laughs> the idea is to make Ring of Honor more fan-centric, right? Mm-hmm. Sinclair's just worried about the bottom line, which means releasing all these talents or not having a large talent roster saves them money, correct? Definitely saves them money. What? <laughs> um. 
So for for people who don't necessarily like contracts and obligations, uh, when it comes to real world real world stuff, like with uh, back with cell phones, you would go prepay basically month to month. So if you're trying to rebrand, be more fan centric, and obviously stitch up this gaping hole of cash that you got going on, <laughs> Sinclair can get any building in the world and make it look like millions of dollars because that's what they do. They produce television. That's it. And, that's why and, I'm, and they pride themselves on being a wrestling company. Facts. So I, I have. Uh, that's what I've always said about Ring of Honor. I was like, if you could get impact to look like ring of honor i might care more and ring of honor has a bunch of different looks they i mean we've seen everything from the independent television ecw arena roh to the rivaling of tna in its heyday roh to a subset uh house show main event roh like there's there's a bunch of different looks we've seen from ROH over the years, none of which said low budget. Yeah, I like I like red matte um, Ring of Honor with one of the concrete floors. Look like everybody was spill, spilling coke all night. Do you remember the uh, the Jim Cornette Ric Flair era ROH? I have to go back and just like watch a lot of it, but I've I've read and fly a lot about it. That the word I like to use there is fly because it looked like they were coming out. Like it was a like it was time for them to break away from this whole indie, uh, indie darling, so to, so to speak, to become a healthy alternative. And it might be where a lot of the fan base shifted. I think some of the diehard originals left, and some of the newer people who were looking for an alternative for WWE and Impact, or even some of the diehard uh, New Japaners, actually started watching the product. This was went back in the Mark Cuban days of uh, what was the network? HDNet. This is back in HD net days. Yeah, before it became access. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So anyway, all but, that said, but the, but all of that for for what my what my pitch is, they can get a building anywhere in the world to make it look like anything because that's what they do. They can put fans anywhere if they do this. We're gonna pay wrestlers per diem to have matches on our for our content. With this whole Kanos thing that's going on, I'm just if I'm if if I'm trying to make it happen. You say I want to get uh because I, I don't have a talent roster, so I got I got cash to blow. And I say, give me this guy from this promotion and this guy from that promotion. We're gonna have them wrestle each other live on our pay-per-view. So you basically booking dream matches and, and just paying wrestlers per diem. You become essentially the the indie promoter. There's an there's an interview we have coming up soon with a guy that essentially has been doing that for as long as we've even known the, of the company being in existence. Mm-hmm. Just keep your ears tuned and your eyes peeled for the episode we have coming up um, with our next guest that we have because or one of our next guests that we will have on here because. That's one of the pieces of con- that's one piece of conversation I want to talk to him about is the promoting style that he's using and how it's been successful, not running consistent shows. It's crazy, crazy. But the same the same concept you're saying as far as booking dream matches on their programming because they can house it and distribute it. 
is insane. Because right. like, and then I would actually that's those are gonna be some good questions for our guests to ask. Like, how does it work with, let's say, you get MLW's World Heavyweight Champion, which it was, it is Alex Hammerstone, but it was Jacob Fatu, mm-hmm. and then let's say you have, um, let's say it's Jay Lethal, like. If I book them to come wrestle at my independent promotion and I film it, can I sell it? Because they're two con- contracted talents from somewhere else, but I should own the footage, right? Well, funny you should mention that. As Which a- I'm pretty sure that's something that gets addressed in uh, in their contract before I even book them. But still, it's a good question. How about this? Also this week, Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso, who is their leading sports writer for wrestling content on on that side of the uh, Sports Illustrated world, states that not only is the ROH tape library up for grabs, but it's been privately offered around for about a year. That's not good. So this is supposedly including content that was going from its inception up to uh, 2012 and would include the all-in pay-per-view which was heavily bankrolled and produced by ROH so okay why is 2012 the cutoff because I believe that was the last year of its original corporation before Sinclair took it over. Because I think Sinclair took it over in 2011. But I think Sinclair's sole involvement came around 2012. I may be wrong in, in that aspect of it, but I do know Sinclair got involved around 2011. Okay. I don't, like- under, I don't understand why it's in pieces. Like, this is, this is how we've lost territories over the years uwf we've lost it and that's prior as also including mid-south but people people who are aren't really aware of the history of mid-south don't know about nwa tri-state which was the predecessor to mid-south we lost mid-atlantic that way we lost uh georgia championship wrestling that way we lost portland that way like there's a lot of territories we've lost because CWA Memphis CWA or, or Continental USWA WCCW like especially oh I've told you about the story about world class the the whole world class uh, wrestling programs that were syndicated for an hour with the blue yellow and red ropes that's one thing but then you also had the Saturday Night Live shows on KTVT that had all red ropes from the uh, Will Rogers Coliseum and the Fort Worth uh, Fort Worth Convention Center under KTVT, the name of the super ones the super ones correct and under the name of championship sports and they called it championship sports so they could actually sell advertising because no one was buying advertising on local wrestling programming wild west wrestling southwest championship wrestling we've lost all these territories because of things like this and southwest was actually on usa network prior to uh monday night what, what was it uh primetime wrestling uh, yeah. Before there was primetime, Southwest Championship Wrestling was on USA Network when cable first started uh, going to nationwide in every household. Or was Tuesday Night Titans first? Right. But 
again this is me this is me thinking out loud that don't mean shit to what we talking about yeah i mean but i mean but that's the, the cool thing is about, about you saying that that's all part of the wwf but everything else that i've named off has been broken up like i can go i can give you 10 territories right now that have been lost because of the uh the, the 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 tape era and how expensive tape was and how you had to trade and re-record over just, I just I, I if you're gonna sell the library i i figure whoever's having the conversation would want the entire library right um like i, I don't full, even know how in totality in, i don't know how how it benefits sinclair to keep just that part from 20 13 to present day because they're still holding on to the guys that come april it's going to be an actual relaunch but how are you relaunching are you on a relaunch and rebrand with a brand new talent the same way you did roh back in 2000 what was it three you're gonna have to borrow from somebody because the talent (laughs) pool is gonna be dried up that that's the part I'm saying. Like you let you play, you show it, show everybody your hand, and then you say, "Well, take my best cards, and then I'll hope they deal me some good shit." You may have to, uh, <laughs> our, the guest we're talking about, you may have to borrow some from him. He might be your pushing man. There's <laughs> gonna be a couple people you're going to borrow some from. Like I just, I I don't get it. I do get it, but I don't. And it makes me feel like mm, we probably are getting ready to say goodbye. You're going to queue up the boys, the men for Ring of Honor. So that was my that was my next question to you. Is this a relaunch? Is 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 are we finally going to see a an executive come full circle on his promise of delivering a, a true rebrand, or is this going to be like every other situation where you see a company disappear for a minute and never return? First of all, this is America. Nobody in a corporate position is in the business of telling the entire truth. So let, let's start there. Secondly, all if they just said, we're going to pay all of our talent until April when we relaunch and we're just going to shut down operations, but they're all still under contract, I'd have said, yeah, they're coming back. You cut ties with all the talent. So there's an end date on all talents you have under your umbrella right now, which matter of fact, let's do some Googles. And, and pull up that Ring of Honor roster. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do the same thing over here. So as as we proceed, you can join us. ROHwrestling.com is the website. Um, as you can see, nothing has been updated for probably two or two months or so. But if you go to wrestlers, it has the full roster up here. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have are we going to have a are we going to have a, uh, a distribution draft popping? Uh it seems that way seems like we might have to okay seems like i mean here's the thing i don't watch as much ring of honor tv as maybe i would like so there's gonna be a, a group of these people that i am not familiar with oh so they're trying they're, to assign them somewhere is like uh, maybe we should just pick the stars out of this. Okay, so because we can definitely pick stars and and even uh, ROH mainstays. Right. Um, I'm gonna start. We go. We'll go in alphabetical order by page. There's only five pages that appear, so this shouldn't be too hard. At Angelina all. Love. I I don't see her going anywhere but Impact. I don't think okay. she has any long term viability elsewhere because, I mean, let's face it. She uh, accord, according to the way the thing that things are done in um in Stanford, 
She's too old. She's and too the, old to be there. I didn't want to say the word old, but that's the only the only adjective that comes to that's mind. That's how they'll phrase it. You're, yep. you're, you're too old. She's aged out. I mean, maybe she can coach, but she she's a wrestler who looks like a diva. And with the way Kanos and how this uh, pro wrestling multiverse works, if she's in Impact, she's just as good as on in AEW TV. Bandito. Swap it out. Um... I feel like this is probably one of those that that AEW would very much like to land. This, whoops, wow, that looks like a very, uh, very easy AEW pickup. There are a number of different things you can do with Bandito quickly. Quick. Uh, you can expand the Death Triangle. You can put them with Andrade. You can uh, put them with the Lucha Bros as as a third member kicking Pac out. Like there's a number, there's it, it, all different types of things you can do with Bandito. Um, I think Beer City Bruiser doesn't have a home elsewhere. I think he just travels the Indies. Um, Brody King. He's he to me he strikes me as one of the type of people that would end up in AEW, but I think you might have more professional success in Impact. I actually think he'll be better suited long term in MLW. Okay. Same with Dalton Castle. See, I had Dalton Castle kind of pegged for Impact or. Yeah, I had him pegged for impact, to be honest. Well, let's keep in mind, Court Bauer has long history with ROH. No, factual. And I'm, uh, and, and, I'm and, just thinking about what I've seen from Dalton Castle and then where that fits if he wasn't to make any adjustments to his character. Whether he does or whether he doesn't, we just we can't we can't forget about MLW's uh, stake in, in the landscape. Because no, to- totally get it. To- I totally agree. Because um, ROH, ROH legitimately could be num- could be considered number two. The only thing that puts them possibly at number three is the fact that not everyone has immediate access to the product, even though they have more market penetration. Pause. Then um, <coughs> that's so childish. Then <laughs> then Impact does, and, and only because Impact isn't on um, every cable provider, and also access isn't something that people watch on a regular basis. I just want MLW's production quality to match our opinion of their live performance, their live shows. Like, if MLW is going to be making waves and now you on Vice and you got this deal popping here, this deal popping here, might be messing with fight, might be doing this over here. I just want to see the production level rise to meet the level of talent you have. Because you have, you have stars. Let me let me go through these uh, line for line for the time. All right, next page we got Delirious, Dragon League, oh, Dutch, and you EC3. Forgot, you forgot that boy Danhausen though. Oh no, I'm coming back to him. So you know, oh, we, we go, no, actually, you know, since we out, since we going page for page, yeah, let's go. Dan Danhausen has been making some noise on the internet for a long time. For a long time. For for whatever your your particular reason may be, but you've <laughs> if you've heard of Danhausen, yeah, a week ago. I would have said, or two weeks ago, I would have said Danhausen would be perfect for AEW. But Impact pulled off something that nobody expected with a with a new title that they have. And 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, I see what you're doing. The digital media uh, okay. championship is a perfect okay. fit for Dan Housen. Okay. That yeah, might yeah, give yeah. that might give uh impact some new eyes. I I just want I want Dan Housen as a full blown heel to feud with Darby <laughs> Allen just so I can hear the promos. Can we have that on both uh, on both programs though? If they sign to Impact, they're easily accessible by Kanos. I don't know. I don't know how much clearer I have to make this. Let's go. So, <laughs> Impact is going to help bankroll this tur- this takeover, whether you like it or not. It, and it, 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 you heard that right. Impact is about to help bankroll <laughs> this takeover. This is this this oh this irons out so good. Okay. So, Delirious, Dragon Lee, Dutch, EC3. Of those, not familiar with Dutch. Uh, Delirious got history in the game. Dragon Lee. uh, Delirious. Man, where do we put Delirious? Um, Truth be, I would love to see Delirious in NXT for a cup of coffee. You know that ain't going down. Um... You know what the mandate is? No more indie guys. No, no more over thirty. No more indie, uh, vanilla midgets. And what else? They don't allow you to be. Uh, you can't have your ears pierced. <laughs> if you if you if you have any of those working in your favor, your favor will not be done by us. Oh man. Oh, and we can't forget about uh, New Japan. Actually, you know what? Delirious and, and Dragon Lee, New Japan for those two. Okay. EC three. He needs an opportunity to finally put up or shut up. Impact. And I don't mean Rather that in impact. a disrespectful way, but he need he needs an opportunity in in AEW. AEW. Like he yep. needs it. And he and he looks the part. Like a He's he, always looked the part, but it's time to figure out whether or not you actually got it. Yeah, there you go. Creatively. So they'll they'll give you carte blanche and it's national television. Like this is your shit or get off the pot moment. Eli Isom, Flamita, Flip Gordon, Jay Briscoe. Not familiar with Eli Isom. Flamita, um, I like to see him in uh, the X Division. Flip Gordon, I want to see him in MLW. Because Flip, okay. Flip, Flip Gordon's got some years left on him. I, I want to see him in MLW. Jay Briscoe. I want him and his brother because that's the only way we're moving him as a package deal. Pause. Them, them boys are going to AEW. That's all. I, that's here's here. Here's what I worry about if they go to AEW. I don't necessarily know what their history is with the Young Bucks. Can't really speak to it. I don't know if they're on good terms, bad terms, or whatever. But considering how the tag team division has been handled over the last two years. And, and kind of what happened with FTR or what kind of didn't happen with FTR, I almost feel like you run the risk of getting beat up if they're not handled correctly. I think that injury to uh, Cash Wheeler really hindered like a lot of uh, like plans they had for FTR, but them sneaking up and getting the AAA tag team belts and now being challenged by... Um, Lucha Bros at, at full gear is going to propel them back into the right direction. Win, lose, or draw, we get to see a classic match on pay per view. Uh, that said, 
this could be the perfect opportunity to introduce them boys and and fuck up a classic in the process. On the real, I would love to see them boys against Anderson and Gallows. So Impact wouldn't be a bad move for them boys either. I just want to see them on a stage where they actually can excel and be appreciated by a larger audience. Facts. Um. So the so match I want to see. I actually want to see the Usos versus them boys, but I don't want them to have to sign the WWE for it to happen. Right, uh, man. It, it'll that honestly. I, I I think their window of opportunity has already closed with WWE. Um, they I think they had the opportunity to, to sign with them with their last re up on their contract, and they didn't because the uh, the uh, the work schedule. And then supposedly, like there was some smoke from like a 2013 uh, tweets, the tweet fest. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and, and I don't know what I don't I don't know what was said, and nobody's uh, uh, put the the comments in the actual article when they write it. So I'm like, I mean, damn, because they're scared of being canceled. That, now here here's a few good ones here: Jay Lethal, Jenny Rose, John Hendry, Jonathan Gresham. Um. Jay Lethal, AEW. He's already done the Impact thing. He's never, nice. he's never gone to WWE to any, for any, uh, any stretch of the imagination for any time period, for that matter. And his nice. old, his window for NXT is closed simply because of the new regime over there. So AEW makes the most sense. Jenny, Jenny Rose could flourish literally anywhere. Okay. She has a good look. Um, she's a fresh new talent. If she goes to NXT and refines her skills, she'll uh, just she, she could be a star. Uh, e- even Glow, for that matter, we can't leave Glow out of this out of the equation. Not Glow. Um, wow. wow. Yeah, we can't leave Wow out of the equation. Uh, I'm gonna say this again, uh, Doctor Bus. You've got to get in contact with Post Malone. The <laughs> the music to start the show has to be Post Malone's Wow. <laughs> And then you go straight to the crowd. Swab alone up in that bead. Look, I look, I just want I just want a couple points on the back end for even, you know, putting that idea out. John I I ain't gotta work there. Uh Joe Henry, uh Joe Hendry. Um Anywhere you don't know no Joe Henry. <laughs> anywhere for him too. I'm not. He, he's got a. He's got a different look. Any anywhere but uh, Raw or SmackDown for him. Jonathan Gresham. Whew. We've seen him. We've seen him live. You, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what would be a really good matchup for him. Just just for us to see like a dream match. Chad Gable. That's a good one. Uh, what what's my man from uh, John Silver? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Jonathan triple threat. Jonathan Gresham versus John Silver, bruh. Gresham <laughs> Gresham Silver and Chad Gable in a triple threat. Winner gets another foot of height. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> All right. It's a suplex on a pole match. <laughs> So you pull down the magic card from the pole, you unlock the secret suplex, and only you can use it. All right, let's go with these. Josh Woods, Khan, Kellyanne, Kenny King. 
Josh Woods, MLW. Uh, okay. Con. Anywhere. And I do. He, ha- he has the look of a guy who would end up in, in NXT. In anywhere. And, and we've seen him live too, a few times. No, I'm uh, just saying, like, they would target him because of how he looks. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, over six foot tall, dreads, high, uh, high muscular build. Um, Kellyanne, she, she has that dark look that is missing now from WWE now that uh, uh, Ruby is gone to AEW. I, you might as well get it back, get that, get that old thing back, send her over to NXT. It, it, it don't even play well because they don't know what to do with it so yes yeah, like Impact had an overload of, of talent like that and AEW w- currently has an overload of you saw that on Rampage uh, yeah sure did um, let's not leave NWA Power out of these conversations ooh either. Power forgot about Power they now are they still running consistent programming town. huh are they still running consistent programming I mean far as I know Okay, Kenny King. Now he's done the Impact thing. Uh, we saw him at All In. Do do we do we see him in AEW? Because I I don't think that, uh, that WWE with his, with his uh, his choice of profession is going to want to pick him up. Although they, it could be a cash cow. So I know now this is absolutely me bringing up some shit that will not happen whatsoever but with all the with this uh <laughs> this flash flood of releases that have just come into the pro wrestling world you have an opportunity to put <laughs> scorpio sky Ooh. jay lethal kenny king and jonathan gresham together as a faction as a fucking faction Ooh. Think of it as like a, um, if you were to fuse the idea behind the diamond mine with the hurt business, we might be able to get to it. Like they would dress, they would dress like Imperium. Like they always got on the the matches, uh, track suits, um, kind of a team Taz sort of vibe. Let me ask you this. Since also while we're on topic of con. Shane Taylor Promotions as a faction. Mm-hmm. Where do we put them at? They won't be anywhere near Stanford. Well, we know they're not going to the Supermax. Um, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, <laughs> y'all, and I'm black at the black, and I'm black, y'all. Shout out to CB4. It's, enti- it's entirely too much. Then again, here's the other part. Shane Taylor's not a small man. And because he's not a small man, and, and WWE always feels like because of the performance center, they can build whatever it is they want you to be. He got a better he got a better shot than I'm giving him to get in there. Well, remember Shane Taylor and Keith Lee split at Evolve. So there's history there. Yeah, but, you know, we we already know better. It's like with WWE, if it didn't happen inside their multiverse, it, it doesn't exist. So it just doesn't you have to be the smart person watching the program for when they finally have some interaction and they'll tease it but they ain't playing off shit that didn't happen on their film lsg mandy leone maria canellis bennett maria manic 
uh, LSG looks like NXT um, unless unless his height dictates otherwise, in which case X Division. The women, all three of them, NWA power. And I'm saying that specifically because Maria Manic is has a look that's already used in AEW, Impact, and uh, NXT. Um, Maria Canal has been been there, done there, been there, done that. Got a T-shirt and a uh, and a name for it twice. Yeah, we ain't going nowhere near anything that has anything to do with Stanford. And Mandy Leon is just been a voice forever, and you know they're not. I don't want to see her at this point repackage it with a new name because, like, why? That's like that's like signing Doc Hendricks, never putting him in the ring. Because Canada wants more money. Uh, Mark Briscoe, we already know that where that goes. Wait, if we're if, if Marie is going, are we doing a package deal with Mike? Of course, always. In in which case, I think it might be it might be AEW. If if MLW steps their production game up on on the actual on screen content, they can make, they can do some damage, and I would I'd I'd be in favor of seeing them there. Do but, you do you realize that we're flirting with a with the idea of a two hundred person live roster in AEW? I mean, they are running enough programming to where you can spread this talent out. I mean, we got we've got three hours. And I'm going to put a plus on that on cable television. Oh, we got to talk about AEW as well. Forgot about that. Their programming. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got Dark and also uh, Elevation. Um, See? Mark Haskins, Matt Taven, Max the Impaler. Um, Max has a look that no one's going to go for. He, he, he stays indie. Matt Taven... <laughs> Matt Taven, you, you ain't gonna put him with Luther and um, Nah, and man, not for what? Abaddon or Albatross? What is her name? When's the last time you saw Luther? Only reason why we saw Ab- uh, Abaddon on uh, on a- Rampage is because of Halloween weekend. I was say I saw Luther on a playlist earlier. <laughs> Never too much. Uh, Mark Haskins looks just like Trevor Lee, aka Cameron Grimes. To the moon, bruh. <laughs> um, they they Mark Haskins, Max Impaler, many overhauls. Matt Taven, MLW or AEW or, or or Impact. Okay. Um, let's see here. Page four. Where I said Mike Mike Bennett, wherever uh, wherever Maria goes, Mike goes. My buddy. Uh, Miranda Alizé Moses of Shane Taylor Promotions PCO PCO it's, Home. It's, it's been real thank Home. you thank you for your service Moses is part of STP um, again another guy with size where, wherever, wherever Khan goes he goes wherever Shane Taylor goes they go together as a unit I'm, I'm just saying we could use a you know what? Because Moose is out over here befriending nobody. <laughs> like he, he's using yeah, he everybody. Put a gang with Moose. You you could put a gang with Moose. 
Um, you don't need it, but yeah, put a gang with Moose, and I mean, you know, you, you also you could also have STP on AEW going back and forth the same way Good Brothers are. That that's, that remains to be seen. Miranda Alize, um changed the name, put her in Wow. She has a she has a good look for Wow. Uh, Why we changing the name though? Alize. I mean. Other I mean, than the obvious, I mean, how you copy. how how you, how you how you a blue liquor with red hair? I mean, look, the hair you can change the hair like you can change the gear. Now, don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. Um, PJ Black, aka the former Justin Gabriel. We know he's not going back to Stanford. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no sir. I got this one being uh, AEW. Ray Horace. I don't know where his whores are, but his next oh, job. Oh no! <laughs> his next job is probably going to be in uh, Impact. Yeah, it, I, and I, hasn't he spent time in Impact though? Not aware. And it's it's too bad for him. Um, Fuego's got got legs over there in AEW because they have a very similar look, as well as what's the, what's the other guy that looks like kind of has the same kind of build as Fuego, the Luchador. As soon as you said that, my mind went blank. But you know who I'm well, talking about. We need to take these guys and put them together and make them a gang. I mean, AEW is the home of faction, so I digress. Uh, Somebody gonna make this cartel for me. I know it. Red Titus and Roxy. Your call, boss. <sighs> Both of them, MLW. Uh, let's oh. see here. Former ROH champion Rush. Session AEW. Stop playing. Session Marth Martina. Mm. Just the name Session Marth Session Marth Martina. Yeah, that'll get changed. <laughs> Wherever you go. She goes in NXT. NXT and repackage. Yeah, NXT. Shane Taylor. Wherever Khan <laughs> Wherever Khan and Moses go. Like I'm telling you, these are above average size grown ups. So anything about you know body type or any that can be worked out at the performance center. They'll figure it out. How about how about the last real man alive, Silas Young? Uh, that gimmick is perfect for NXT. Especially for, even with um, the age, even with the age, it's perfect for NXT. I totally agree. And, and it appeals to the people that are writing the show. Yep. That that's the bigger thing. Like him doing that character, doing that gimmick is like it's it's money. Um I think it might be AEW's way better when they they spread their comedy out. So I don't want I don't want his gimmick of being the last real man on earth to end up being like what they do with Orange Cassidy. I don't want him to jump the shark 3 weeks in. You know one reason why he won't end up in NXT. Why is that? He's such a he's such a real man. He still smokes Marlboro Reds when he wakes up in the morning. That's what smoke breaks are for. You just go outside. <laughs> uh, S Lex, I don't know, or Slex, I don't know what this guy. I don't know. He kind of reminds me of like a of an American version of uh, Drake Maverick. Um. <sighs> I could see him adding some flair to Impact. Sumi Sakai, 
AEW um, <laughs> because there's a thing that goes on over there. Japanese women in AEW. <laughs> It's a fetish. <laughs> it's a damn fetish at this point. Tracy Williams. Not familiar. Me either. Trisha Dora. I say uh, I say send her to Stanford repackager. Or send her to Tampa rather than or Orlando and repackager. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, yeah. Vincent. He can't go to Impact. He can't go to AEW. He has a Malachi Black look. I mean, he can be. Look, uh, what's Buddy Matthews? Is is that what the, is that what he? Yeah, he changed his name to Buddy Matthews. Um, he's supposed to be doing some type of outpatient thing. So I mean, there's always room for people like this. It's just Impact is full of a lot of people who kind of resemble this. He, me looking at this picture, he kind of looks like Vampiro. Hmm. So I mean, he can be wherever. You know, it's you can go wherever. I mean, it's not. It's just where is he gonna go and stand out? Right. Because everybody looks like this now. Will Ferreira. <laughs> um, where do we have uh, Red Titus going? MLW. Same. If you brought Will Ferreira to AEW, it would only be to challenge for the TNT Championship. So, hey, you know how this goes. The the universe is wide open, or apparently it's at least for sale. And the world-famous CB. Um, I, I think he's perfect with Kenny King. He could also possibly. Oh wait, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I forgot. I forgot. This dude grew facial hair. You know who that is? That's who cheeseburger. Is oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's he's the he's the black uh he he's the he, don't, he, don't do this he, don't, don't he's do the this. he's the black YFN Darby <laughs> Don't do this <laughs> while while dressing like uh swerve Oh bro uh I don't know give me <laughs> give me give me MLW then Yes yes I'll take MLW as well yeah, so yeah, give, so so there's MLW. there's your your mini um uh, I don't. I don't know because you call it expansion. I guess contraction. Uh, I, that's your. That's your mini contraction draft right there, live for the broken. Our, our, our unemployed battle royal. <laughs> <laughs> we trying to. Oh, we trying to keep everybody man. out of the soup kitchen. We don't need y'all in there. We Lord need have employed. mercy. Oh man. All right. Uh, we spent a lot of time on one thirty-seven talking about. A dumbass ring announcer who was who was capping all cap. Ah, uh, and soon after that, <laughs> matter of fact, the day that episode hit the ground running. Oh, buddy, that man was no longer in any position to invoke the wrath of WWE lawyers. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to life after. The Stanford Supermax. Oh man, you have been excommunicated. The lawyers that you said you had in tow are no longer working in your <laughs> favor. Ooh, it's like when John Wick paid for safe passage. 
<laughs> Burnt that shit right off your back. You are mocked. That that coin is over, fam. It, you you don't get that. <laughs> you don't have this. <laughs> it was Memorial Day, 1986. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather comes into the McDonald's, orders 8,000 chicken nuggets. <laughs> now that's a champion. <laughs> now that's a champ. Oh, man. Listen, Westside Gun, you are this week's MVP. We haven't, Thank you for all that you do. We haven't given a, an award on this show in quite some time. And, sir, you have earned it. You have earned it. I, we're gonna we're gonna call that award the say everything by saying nothing. I was I was in every I was in every fan going back to about 2010. I fell off about 2016 because everybody was bandwagoning. And you started to sound the same, and now I'm 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 here with you again, sir. You don't even have you don't even I don't have to listen to your music. To just just know that we are with you. We appreciate that- <laughs> you. And I appreciate yo that reading my mind. The Instagram post with Justin Roberts with all Justin Roberts at an AEW event with all the drip. That's that's the equivalent of game blouses. No, no, no. The sentiment, not actually wearing blouses. No, no, no. That is a ultimate boy. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. There, then there's that. <laughs> oh, it's so it's so laughable. We spent just, we spent hey. entire we spent entirely too much time on just Monday on 137 talking about this shit to wake Be- up to to wake up to this news on Tuesday, Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, wow. It was too good. It was too good. Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's rough. Yes, yeah. that's pretty rough. That cold world. Well, hope you land on your feet. We also talked about <laughs> with, with cement. Uh, there, we also talked about it's one hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> no socks or shoes, and no and no spring, no uh, no no water plug popped. We talked about Charlotte Flair and her perils, <laughs> and 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 her her possibly quote unquote. And I'm throwing this tongue in cheek, being in trouble by the authority. Didn't I tell you on 137? I told you, I told you, I told you. They ain't finna reprimand shit. She gonna be the first thing come through the curtain on Friday. And what happened? Lo and behold, what happened? The first thing out of the curtain was your queen. Your queen, Charlotte <laughs> Flair. Doesn't have to be mine, but your queen. All these reports talking about how she was pulled from uh, from shows. No, they pulled they pulled her from doing media because everybody that saw her was gonna ask, and she wouldn't. She probably was in no position to protect anybody. She's gonna go into business for herself, and then the story keeps snowballing. I'm surprised she didn't go into business for herself with a live mic in hand, but of course, professionals must be professional. Hey, you dodged a bullet this time. However, you are not guaranteed to make it out alive on episode two. <laughs> <laughs> Things we missed. Things we missed. 
Bro, Charlotte is jigsaw. Now that I'm thinking about it, and we we right here around the spooky time of of year. Let's play I'd a like game. To play a game. <laughs> yes, for real. Yeah, for real. Charlotte is out here jigsawing you, motherfuckers, and I'm here for it. Three of you have skeletons in the closet. One of you doesn't. <laughs> if any one uh, of you three don't reveal your skeleton, then the one who doesn't gets it. But if you reveal your skeleton, then you get it. <laughs> Who's willing to tell the truth? TikTok. Fuck <laughs> yeah. And then, then they sit around for 45 minutes. What is your what just what's your damn skeleton? I ain't did shit. I'm a saint. I'm a deacon in my church. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker sitting on on the floor in in the corner just rocking back and forth like a like a shock therapy patient. <laughs> it was like you use a deacon. How you gonna say shit? And then Dave Chappelle that- <laughs> and Dave Chappelle's voice. I was scared, <laughs> bruh. Oh, the one, in, one in the corner tweaking like a heroin addict actually knows how all this shit connects. <laughs> And his needle. <laughs> wow. Oh man! All right, we, we, we what we missed is things that we missed. Here's something that we missed, and we here's what's crazy. We could probably end with this and keep, uh, or or we can keep going. But even if we end with this, we still got another show of shit that we missed over the last two weeks that we you know been on hiatus. We, we've got to be thorough. Hey, listen, the the sneaker culture has transcended. Two companies. Hmm. What am I talking about? The one person who gets his name changed, who had a perfect name, but because of a star who's been there for a few years, who's been in the industry for about 20, you can't be a black man and have the same initials as this guy, even if they are your real initials. So AJ Francis gets rebranded as Top Dollar. (laughs) Didn't think about that, did you folks? Now, Top Dollar is uh he's pretty astute when it comes to the to the shoe game. Oh, but he encounters the block control express. Suave, take it down. So check this out. <laughs> you rub it like a motherfucker. It's granola. It's good for you. So here's the thing. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Here's the thing. For those of you that are in the know about the sneaker culture, you know that there is there's a divide between OG sneakerheads and new school hype beast. A lot of these hype beasts will only wear a shoe if it's a collab. They'll only wear a shoe if it's you know stamped by Virgil or it's Fair Guy collab or it's Atmos or it's um, where the, just whatever. Talk to him. The Young Bucks being masters at trolling and they channel their inner generation meat. They. Generation Me is who they really are. Man. So they've begun, they know, because they're on the internet all the time, 
um, Complex used to do this thing called um, I don't know if it was sneaker uh, sneaker watch or something to that that extent where you would see a celebrity out and they'd have on rare sneakers so you'd snap that picture and then just basically catalog what they were rocking that that went into what we now know as Instagram and now when people do the when athletes do the runway walk or just anybody's out anywhere that's how it works so the Young Bucks figure if we get the shoes that the internet's going crazy for the the shoes that that release for 170 and two weeks later they're on stock x for 10 grand mm. if we wear those shoes to wrestle in it makes our stock go up because people on the internet are going to talk about us wrestling in these shoes even if they don't like wrestling <clears throat> so with that that's a different type of sneakerhead. That's a uh, what's the what's the term? Because um, I don't want to say sack chaser. Because, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> but technically that's what that is. You sack chasing. <laughs> then you have the more uh, traditional sneakerhead that wears some of everything, and you know sneakers are just they're an expressive thing. They don't. You can rock the pair that you scold for fifty just as hard as the pair you scold for five hundred. You, you know what we call them in the streets? What you call them? New Yorkers. <laughs> I'd like you to mute all of your microphones and, and excuse yourself from the room for a few seconds. <laughs> all right, my bad. But <laughs> AJ styling on them as as we refer to him. Yeah. From now on. Yeah. Shout out Top Dollar, aka AJ, AJ styling on him. He makes a tweet about um, you know just people wearing fake stuff, which that that's a huge thing now too because there's only so many pairs of these super limited heat type situations. This is a there's a finite number on these because that's what makes them even more exclusive. It is there there's an end count on how many pairs were made. But because we don't know that number all the time, you have people that'll get stuff drop shipped from other companies, other countries, and it'll be be there. It'll just be a variant, and a variant sometimes is like a well, a variant is a fake. But then there's the the B grade sneakers are like there's a stitch missing, or they're they're they don't pass inspection for. Uh, general release. Those are a lot of the sneakers that end up um, at your outlets. Like, they're just slightly irregular. There's something off. But <laughs> AJ just uh, kind of pointed out that there are some people that are, they're not really sneakerheads. They're just hype beast, and the stuff that they're wearing isn't authentic. Didn't put any names on it. But as the phrase goes from now on, hit, hit dogs hollow. Hit dogs <laughs> hollow when they hit by top dollar. Bars. Bars, bars. <laughs> Mars bars. So it, it became a thing. And of course, you know, the Block Control Express, that's what they do. Anytime they even think somebody is is mentioning them in any way, they take they go on the offensive because it's block control. 
you you block all the negative comments and then you troll people for what they say even if it's not directed at you fact or not because that's what trolls do facts uh that just made me think about that 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 tweet situation from like two weeks ago well it might be longer than two weeks now which one there's there's so many <laughs> The one, the one where a uh, uh, nationally recognized wrestling journalist decided no, no, to <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, yeah, that one. Let, let me listen. We we, double, we know we double check. Like, bro, I don't even follow you. Why are you doing this? We know the most uh, new of new wrestling fan listens to us. We know some of the highest caliber of I guess industry personnel listen to us mm-hmm. we, we appreciate you equally indeed what you don't need to do is if you are of a certain stature don't get out here fucking with suave don't have time when either one of us have time and I can guarantee you, Suave has got more time than I do. <laughs> like, Wood and I are very much alike, but also very different at the same time. In a, in certain situations, he has more time for people than I do. Like, I, I'm very much one and done with bullshit. He is much more forgiving and much more open. I, I'll. I cut your water off in the middle of your shower. Well, fuck you, boy. Fuck you, what, fuck you. girl. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm coming to shut off. You. I see. I'm the type. You f- fuck around on Thanksgiving. Given if you want to, I shut your lights off then. Proper pronoun. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm the type to come turn off the electricity on Christmas Eve if you ain't if you ain't with your shit. If you ain't your bill's not current. But on the other end, like when I'm just. When I'm minding my own business and then I get provoked, that's where I like I got time. I got time and great aim. You you may mistake it as engagement. Yeah, you, you got the wrong ones, fam. It it's you 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 typically smart in one avenue. We got levels to this. All I'm saying is just everybody be cool. That, that that's that's all we're saying. Just, just er, everybody be cool. Understand I, your position in society. You know we 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 we're we're men. We're fathers. We're gentlemen. We're we're we 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 have we have positive things going on. We we constantly strive to be better and get better and do better things. But even if all this goes away, what the fact remains is we continue to push and perpetuate a genuine movement to provide and and cater to our families as a prime as a primary. Boy, fuck you. Twitter's not <laughs> Twitter is not a real place, but the person who's tweeting is in a chair. That chair slides back, and, and that person, person in gets it gets up. up. <laughs> you you. Stupid some bitch. <laughs> like, hey man, play play and, on and, and words. This, Don't play on me. And listen, we ain't even we ain't even gotta slide back. All we gotta do is just turn the screen off. 
people haven't realized that's the counter. You know how to counter the figure four, you roll over. You know how you counter being air quotes canceled and dragged? Log out. <laughs> uh, take, take the day off. It's better to ignore us because now you're giving us attention. And, and, and any attention that we give you back is going to be positive. We guarantee it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be positive, all right? You have people, you have people wondering why they're paying you. I'm just, I just want everybody to take an opportunity to chill. Just don't, if you if you feel like you're uptight and wound up, social media probably ain't the place for you. Run the parlay. Just run the parlay. You know, invest in some crypto. Yeah, just, hey, it's cool to say I'm not okay for social media to, media today. It's, it's, it's totally okay. I have those times. I know I'm in a, I know I'm in a salty mood or I know I'm irritable. I was ruined at a, at a younger age with social media. I was ruined. My so my, my, know, fin- I, my fingers will never be the same. I know when my engagement days are like, nah, I don't feel like doing this shit today. I'm gonna chill. Oh, but if you got the you got the right amount of followers and you make the we, mis- and you make the dubious mistake of responding to something that's halfway intelligent that we put up. <laughs> bro. Time to clock in. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, boy, fuck you, boy, fuck you. And here's what I want people to stop doing: two things. One, I want y'all to stop riding on the coattails of a motherfucker you think is famous, just because you want favor up with that person. Because if I tell the truth about some shit. And you start capping for another person because they're more famous and you want to be in good with them, knowing that we're on a social platform that's not a real place. You are a fucking lame. And although this is referring to a specific a, a specific set of incidents that's happened, we're we're not capping and, and, and subbing at the same time. No, this is a general blanket statement. It is. That that the situation we referenced to start this off was just kind of like a. It was the most recent reminder. <laughs> but just, but please, I, but please, let this. We want the engagement. Show at brokenpistolbc.com, brokenpistolbc at gmail.com, at brokenpistolbc on all things social. That's at brokenpistolbc on what? Everything. 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 Listen. Come, come have fun with your boys. Like, you know, we the more shit you pop with us, we're going to pop back with you. Don't get slick, though. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, and I've been saying this for years, and, and it's, what, it's part of what has social media so fucked up now. Here's the thing. Text does not convey emotion. At all. Ever. So you can't discern the, the tone of a statement just by reading text unless that tone is overtly favorable or 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 overtly confrontational so when you're merely stating fact depending on the type of day the other person is having that's going to determine how they read it and if they read it the wrong way, 
that's when problems happen. Mm. Shame. Shame. Damn shame. <laughs> yeah. Damn shame. You know what? That's a good stopping point. We we can we can we can come back with because we <laughs> at the rate we going we gonna finish out the year on a bang. I, I mean, we reaching and teaching. You know what I'm saying? It's just <sighs> I just want people to do better and be better and and have more fun and less of just just be less of a fucktard. <laughs> Uh, that's a good life lesson, Suave. That's hilarious. <laughs> and that's a show. Yeah, so. Swish. Oh, bro, I forgot. The football. It, it took me. It, well, we, we still got to cover Bound for Glory, too. I forgot all about that, too. Um, Moose. What, what, did I, what did I say on 137 that we needed to make a note of so I could do it on 138? Uh, Bound for Glory was one of them. Um, but no, the, remember the football shit, uh, the football show we did, best pro athletes. Anybody say uh, Moose? No, that's and, and, and he should have been up there, especially now since he's the fucking Impact World Champion. Yeah, Sasha was <laughs> Sasha was talking about she was uh, she wanted the main event WrestleMania either with it was it was Bailey, somebody else, and Nicki Minaj, and I'm like, huh. We we can double back with it. We can we can come with that right now. I mean, shit. I thought we still fucking recording. We are. Well, the, well, then there it is. Bonus. All right, look, there it is. Bonus footage. All right. So bonus footage. Because look, I understand. You know, with Bad Bunny's success because he put the work in, everybody thinks like this is possible. But even if you got Nicki Minaj to wrestle a match. You ain't headlining a bitch ass thing. I'm sorry. So and I don't I don't mean that in a sexist way. I'm just saying there is absolutely no way with the way the product is being absorbed and and processed right now that people would sit through that as a main event. Sasha would get squashed. You can't give her you can't give Nicki Minaj a suplex. You can't give her a gourd buster. You can't give her an X Factor. You can't give her a Meteora. The only thing you can do is give her a backstabber, but that would be the only move that she could do safely without jeopardizing her health. Uh, <laughs> I just... I, I, I know because Bad Bunny was a success that, you know, we may see more moderately to very famous people giving that whole, let's train him for, let's train him for three months and see if we can't get a good performance out of him. But you, we're talking. We're talking. Okay, so Bad Bunny is a a very a very verily a very um, lanky man and Nicki Minaj is a dainty, thick woman and. It, it's we. Don't, I don't know Nikki's pole game. Like I'm, I'm talking about brass pole, not like you know her man guy. But I don't. Jeez. I don't. I don't know the game. Um, I don't pay attention to her enough, and personally, don't care to. It's that's another conversation. But 
you you do have other factors involved. I mean, we have seen ruptured implants in pay-per-views. <laughs> that was the most diplomatic way possible that you could have gotten to making that point. That's that's incredibly impressive on your on your part. Thank you, sir. No, I, 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 no, aim, I aim to please professionally. If if Nicki Minaj was as good as Snooki was in her WrestleMania debut, it still wouldn't fucking matter. Nobody's sitting through a main that as a main event. And if Nikki gets They just won't. If Nikki gets spiked on the pine on her backside, that's that's a whole other conversation. I look, let's let's have her she can be I don't nah, cause I don't even like do I don't like the guest ring announcer shit where they don't sound like an actual ring announcer. I just have her, you know, escort you to the ring or have her perform you to the ring or, you know, something like that. I mean, there was a couple of movies that she was in, but both of them, she sounded like a Jewish deli mom. Jesus, bro. Am, am I wrong? No, it's just, it's the, it's, <laughs> it's the, uh, the audible aesthetic. The, is that what? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's the aesthetic. Yeah, it's that. So, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. <sighs> not at all. Under, <laughs> under under no circumstances is this. Uh, no, nah, ain't gonna be able to do it. Like the like, Sasha Banks might be the only, the only thing that she could say that didn't sound like she's from New York. Like you you can't you can't New York eyes Sasha Banks. You can't turn this into a WrestleMania main event. I don't. I don't give a damn how much crossover attention it gets. I don't care what media outlet picks it up. You're gonna do all that press and promo and publicity and and the hundred and three thousand that you're expecting or the hundred and six thousand you're gonna try to cram in AT and T Stadium are going to lose it. But what about that? What, that match? what about her peers though that looked at this and said, "What? What the fuck?" <laughs> no, I'm. <laughs> Okay, all, all bullshit aside, if Sasha said that shit out loud, or basically, <laughs> yeah, she tweeted it out loud for people to see, that means it's been discussed internally before. It's one of those, it's, it's probably one of those things that have kind of been like, hey, I, I'm trying to pull this off, I'm trying to pull this off. Nikki's not doing full time. She's releasing albums because she has an album that was recently released, but she is not on the same um, content release schedule as probably she might be used to. Truth, so be, truth, point, truth be told, right now she's not on the same social star that a oh who was supposed to co-host or host SummerSlam this year, Cardi B. Yeah, she she's she would be a good tour companion for a Cardi B, but she wouldn't headline the tour. The one person that you definitely don't want in the damn ring, whether you train her or not, is Megan Thee Stallion, because then the only person that's gonna match up with her size for size is gonna be Tamina Snooker and or uh, you gotta uh, pull up Raquel Gonzalez for that. Be- Raquel Gonzalez, Charlotte Flair, uh, <laughs> like 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 no on the what you should do seriously. Get get Bianca. No, 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 not Bianca. Get um, have Sasha's ring music be re- remixed by Meg The Stallion, Cardi B, and Nicki Minaj, and they can perform her. They can do the first live performance of the song while they're performing her to the ring. 
Now, if you, you re- want, if, you if, want if, spectacle, now nah, I'm I'm all the way with that. If you really want to turn up, though, what you gonna do is have one of them run in <laughs> during the performance. You'll never see or hear from them again, but it would be uh, just as some payback for mentioning uh, Nicki Minaj's name. But I digress. But yeah, like that's smart. That's me being smart booking. If you if you get a match out of that, it's like middle. You can even get get away with semi main, but because of how long WrestleMania typically is, you're cutting it in half, and it's still gonna be four hours. That's a top of the hour break there. Yes. You feel me? Like, and then you have pre show that goes on before the actual pay per view kicks off, and people show up for the pre show because you spent that much money on a WrestleMania ticket. You're gonna try to get as much out of it as possible. So you're gonna be there damn near tailgating, having breakfast. And as soon as they open the venue for you to get in, <laughs> you're gonna go in and try to just sit there and soak it up. Oh, that's spent- painful. Oh man, I, I really hope we can run into D Techniques or uh, DJ Tums out there. <laughs> God, that's gonna be painful. <laughs> Yo, uh, on on the cool though, while we talk about Mania, one last thing uh, outside of Undertaker, who who goes in? Pause. Hall of Fame. Um, has the Von Erich family been inducted? Yes. Okay. Kevin accepted for all the all the ones that are that are remaining, and I think Lacey may have been there, but Kevin accepted on behalf of uh, uh, Carrie, uh, David, and Fritz. Layfield a Hall of Famer yet? Um, I believe he went in last year. No, this year I believe. Do you Google's on that? Yeah, I'm. I'm. On, I think. Matter of fact, I'm almost positive because Ron Simmons inducted him. Okay. Well, then I know there. There's your proof. Um, who was from Texas? 2020, actually. No, it was okay. this year. It was 2021. I was right. It was 2021. All right. Who was from Texas that it is not in the hall yet? You know, here, here's a name that gets uh, that doesn't get enough credit. Scott Casey should go in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, world class legend and also train Harlem Heat. Okay. Among other people, um, but Harlem Heat's definitely his crown jewel. Texas, Texas, Texas. Um, Barry Windham should go in solo, even though he went in with the Horsemen. That would be a good pick. I don't know what his health situation is like. Is Terry Funk in? Of course he is. I mean, it, I, I, I'm gonna do my. Not, go, I'm gonna do my. It's not a given. I'm gonna. Um, it's a hundred percent not a given. I would love to see Iceman King Parsons go in. Uh, see Mick Foley. Cause you you need one of those. And here's and Terry Funk. This this might be the last chance you get him to go in before you know. Cause, yeah. Cause he's not doing too well. Right. That and then that might also be the reason that they wouldn't go with him. Yeah, we haven't uh, talked about Dark Side either. Good lord. See. Oh man. See, now, now you done you done took us out the game too early. Now you gotta cut you gotta cut the sign off and slide it down some. Do I? I, I, mean, I make these damn rules. <laughs> these are truths. I, I ain't gonna argue with you. <laughs> no, the, the, I was looking forward to the steroid trial episode as much as any other one during the season, and I feel kind of let down by this. Like there was so much more shit to tell that didn't get told and how do I know it didn't get told because I've heard more of the story told 
via podcast. I don't. I'm sorry. Let me interrupt you. I don't know how the hell I missed this. He went in at 25. Dusty inducted him. Hey, man, Dory. Okay. So I'm just trying to figure out how many because you know that might be a, a theme because Undertaker's from Texas. Um, you gotta figure out how many how many Texas wrestling legends and because you know Texas has a rich wrestling pro wrestling culture and history, how many Texas centric inductees can you get? Yeah, that that's that's a conversation for the next show, especially with the guests. Yeah, because I, I need some time to do do my googles and. and get a good nomination list going yeah because i mean just just those uh truth be told west texas state university should go into the wwe hall of fame see because like you had i mean even people that weren't from texas went to school there um blackjack mulligan the funk brothers uh 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 bobby duncan um barry windham um junior junior (laughs) <laughs> uh, I believe Tully Blanchard went there. Um, there, DiBiase. I think DiBiase went there. If I didn't say his name already, but yeah, but yeah, hey, what you know what will be what will be we know what will be funny as shit. Just because I'm I'm not at this point, I'm just kind of making up shit. What if Charlotte, in an attempt to continuously hold WWE by the short and curlies? <laughs> says I want you to induct me as the first ever active full-time active <laughs> roster member who is also inducted into the Hall of Fame <laughs> without having to retire first <laughs> that that's right. a that's some old uh th- there's two people that have done this CM Punk and Brock Lesnar <laughs> like I, I want her to force their hand, like induct me. CM Punk post pipe bomb and Brock Lesnar being uh, the Paul Heyman guy who who demanded the uh, the the Monday Night Raw be Monday Night Raw fre- featuring Brock Lesnar, <laughs> which happened. I, I, want my, <laughs> I want Hall of Fame certification. So now whoever's doing the ring announcing duties has to announce me as Hall of Famer Charlotte Flair. Oh man. That would actually be some cool shit to add to her gimmick now. Like they just refer to her as future Hall of Famer, but I, she should actually press the issue and make them induct her. <laughs> See, that's how I. That's that's exactly how I know that Ashley Fleer is sick of that shit going on up there. Because <laughs> if I just pulling clouds out of the sky came up with some shit that she could push, and really, really get on people's nerves with. You're not paying the right people. You're not paying the right people, and I'm tired of telling you who who you need to spend your money with. Here, here's the uh, the West Texas A&M uh, or formerly West Texas State alumni or wrestling personnel that came that came out of school: Dusty Rhodes, Dory Funk, Blackjack Mulligan, uh, Bruiser Brody, Tito Santana, uh, Ted DiBiase, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez. Um, Sandy Lariat Hansen, uh, Tully Blanchard, uh, and there there are some more, but uh, but yeah, they'll, they'll, those are some of the ones, and some of them actually named off too. But yeah, anyway, it's yeah. almost like Vince owes them a new training facility, like just, <laughs> the Vince just, Mc, the Vince McMahon locker room. <laughs> yes, yes, the Vince McMahon practice field. Yeah, the man. Vincent Kennedy McMahon practice field. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. This, wellness the, the, Center. The the, the, the Linda <laughs> McMahon. Um, ah, yeah, the Linda McMahon Gymnasium. <laughs> but not the Wellness Center though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so back on Dark Side. So the steroid trial. The Paul the Paul Levesque Health and Wellness Center. <laughs> wellness. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! So the steroid trial on Dark Side of the Ring this year. Well, the the, the season, should I say? What it, it 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 didn't unpack a lot of. Like that, some of the dirt that, that I think, and I really say dirt, yeah, uh, oh, passively, a lot of the dirt that we've seen in different episodes, we were expecting for this to be like the the grand finale for this season, and it was it, it it was like it was like the end of the death match between John Moxley and, and Kenny Omega. It was sparklers. It wasn't dynamite. <laughs> Phil Phil Mushnick going like being on a soapbox about man about trying to tear down McMahon. How about how about having Phil Mushnick, Wade Keller, and uh, uh, Dave Meltzer all on the same show, Bruh. <laughs> and then and then, not to mention John Arezzi too. And, and, and John Arezzi, yep. I would have never seen the footage of Vince McMahon on Donahue sitting shoulder to shoulder like a fucking subway car. I remember that. I, I remember that episode. Like I, that that one's a little. It's like right in my chronological vicinity, but not quite. But yeah, seeing that was hilarious. It was seeing Hogan Cop please on Arsenio. I remember. I remember that too. Oh, he. Oh, hundred percent right. <laughs> I mean, to your fucking core. Oh, uh, how dare you? The nerve of you. To your fucking core, just a, a rat, a fucking rat fink. Like you better not dip out on a check with Hogan, cause he gonna he gonna offer your ass up to the authorities. Them, them people, man. <laughs> he gonna he working with them people, Hugo. <laughs> man, then, um, then hearing the Ultimate Warrior kind of de- hearing him defend Vince, but not answer the question he was asked was was fucking hilarious too i was like it was a pretty apropos too because that's that's what warrior did he he talked incoherently so the whole time he, he basically gave up steiner math that was the yes. precursor to steiner math <laughs> yes i mean he dodged the shit out that question they don't bring up jerry jarrett uh um, so yeah so word word on word on the street was uh yeah street burr that jerry jarrett had had been put up in Vince McMahon's home, and was in in line to be Vince's successor in the event that Vince had to do the eight year bid. Right. And was the, it eight or was it? I it, thought it was, it was less than. It eight. Was, no, it was eight. It would have been eight years. Oh. Yeah. If if he got the maximum, it would have been eight. He wouldn't have done the whole eight at all. But nah, maybe maybe three and a half. Shh. But still, uh, Jerry Jerry Jarrett though. First of all, they may not sentence him to eight. He's like, he can get up to eight. They might sentence him to four. Then drug program takes off one. And then you work a couple extra dollars. You might not do 18 months. Can you imagine a Southern accented Jerry Jarrett with his son as the figurehead for an organization that was 
wrestling was that was the biggest down period for popular wrestling that we've had and we've seen some shit over the last few years but we're talking 93 94 95 no one gave a fuck <laughs> i'm just I, i'm interested to know how different shit would have been had 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 Vince actually gone to jail and then Jerry Jarrett stepped in? Like, how? Well, yeah, what does 94, 5, and 6 look like? Jerry Jarrett was running a successful regional promotion that was on the downswing. Like, it, it hadn't had its shining moment in the 90s at all. I mean, the biggest thing they had going for it was the fact that it, it had dissolved world class and became the USWA, but like, are you kidding me? Like, were you well, gonna were you gonna infuse Memphis and and maybe that was a lot of a favors paid forward because that's remember Rock Mark Henry they all trained in Memphis. Yeah, here's the th- well, in our classic vernacular, here's the thing. Here's why WWE. Here's what makes WWF so much different. If Jerry Jarrett is in charge in 1994. Steve Austin is uh, injured in WCW. Also went to Memphis. Go ahead. Yes. Perfect. Put a pin in that. Cut loose by Eric Bischoff, and then he ends up going to ECW. Kind of reinventing himself, getting his, getting his legs up under him. You know, all sorts of stuff. That's his uh, launch pad for coming back to the WWF. And he ends up back here 96. If Jerry Jarrett is running the WWF while Vince is doing a bid, and basically you probably by the time '96 comes around, you're in year two or two and a half of that bid. Steve Austin is not coming to WWF. Where is he going? The, that's the that's the part you're gonna have to figure out. Or does he stay in? Or does he stay in ECW and become a household? He would now. probably he would probably stay in ECW, but he probably wouldn't have the level of success. Well, ain't no probably to it. He would have not. He would not have been the Stone Cold Steve Austin we know and love now. He would have just been in ECW and rode that wave. I wonder if he he because you know you had different pockets of wrestlers. Like you had the people who were doing hardcore. You had those who challenged Shane Douglas, who could do both styles. But when you wrestled Shane Douglas, you didn't have to do hardcore. And then you also had like the uh, the the luchadors. I, I, or the or the TV title wrestlers like Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, um, you know, all those guys. Oh, I wonder if he, he won. Go ahead. I was say he he one hundred percent would have been able to survive in ECW, and he probably would have been the top guy for a while. It's just because of his history in Memphis with the Jarrett family. I I'm almost certain. He's going to pass on trying to work for him just to get into the WWE how about, or F at that time. How about this? The the wife stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a wrestling promoter, take Jeff Jarrett, takes a... Take, uh, it, e- take <laughs> it easy. Well, I mean, he, he did steal Deborah McMichael. I mean, he did take it easy. But also, Steve Austin stole Deborah McMichael. I don't think that happens if Jerry Jarrett takes over WWE because if, the timeline gets <laughs> fucked up. If if was a fifth, but yeah, if 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 Jerry Jarrett takes it over, then Jeff has a more prominent role. He probably d- never ends up leaving to go to WCW at any point. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna stand by the fact that hell, TNA may not exist. If you keep it a buck, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> I mean, nah, nah. Cause Vince got to come home at some point. He got to come home off that bid at some point. He ain't gonna be in jail forever. Even if they gave him eight, he ain't gonna do eight. So at some point, you know, hey, he got he gonna come back and claim his block. So it, it won't it, it won't be Memphis forever, but you probably wouldn't have had the occupational era very very much at all. Man, you gonna have some fiery baby faces and some dastardly heels. Somebody gonna throw some fire. Somebody gonna fight in the concession stand, and it's gonna be a whole lot of. Uh, very uh, passionate promos getting cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. Um, XPW episode. Fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm so glad we got that last look at New Jack, man. Oh, man. Hey, <laughs> hey. My guy had his drip on. You, you hear me? Water everywhere. Bitch on my wrist. Check out my watch. See these rings? Ho, check this twinkle out. He just needed one cap on a canine, on an incisor. <laughs> That'd have been it. Especially being a Carolina boy. Come I on, mean, man. That that was that was good. I was like, okay, yeah. This is, so, this is a good but, deal right here. But that story, that like that whole XPW experience was what, four years? That was like a four year, a four-year timeline? Something like that. And Messiah got his thumb chopped off the night he bought a GameCube by with a with bolt cutters over I, over <laughs> over yamming this man's yam. I mean, you know, you can't put your spoon in everybody's pot. Everybody ain't gonna just let you taste what they cooking. Uh, Chris Canyon. Who, Who better? better than Canyon? Nobody. We I think I think we talked about and we talked about the Canyon episode. Um. Uh. Yeah, we did. What? What? What was the other? One? Uh. Uh. What's my man? Um. Uh. Oh man, Hayabusa. Rest in peace. What was that? Uh. The organization FMW. FMW. With oh Jesus. That. That. Yeah. That was. It's, it's, I love. That episode was bad. I. I thought the. Uh. The Korea. The Korea. I almost. In, I almost incinerated the sheik. <laughs> I, I thought the Korea episode was bad. That episode, that, the, just the whole the story, everything like that. I I was I was disturbed after that episode. See, I I like some of those episodes because it's stuff I haven't been told about before, or the inner workings weren't broken down. Right. And, I, I mean, I appreciate the stories, no doubt, but man, because I'd be expecting too much. Like I expected a whole lot from the steroid trial episode just because I knew there was so much they could get into and when they didn't I was like I think think the reason why they didn't dig deeper is because too many of the players are still alive whether they I mean you're I don't give a shit hey I'm with you but we think differently this happened in court and it it was they were acquitted no but what I'm saying is there's transcripts like we can get into what everybody knows because it's public knowledge like it's not like we're it, okay. If they did everything that they did with the um, plane ride from hell episode, that that stuff 
that stuff's not public knowledge. They're just going, they're going on firsthand accounts, whether people are alive or not. If you decide to participate in, in the documentary, you you do. If you don't, you don't. Just like with the XPW, Rob Black wasn't a part of it because he just declined. But for as much as they revealed and how detailed they told the story, looking at the steroid trial, knowing I know a whole bunch of this stuff already, like they skipped over a lot of shit and I don't necessarily know why because it's most of it's public record anyway either someone's told the story via audio or there's actual court papers that you can download and thumb through and figure out what everybody said right everyone knows Hogan ratted everyone the warlord was there. He, t- he told people what happened. <sighs> that, that just baffles me a little bit. I'm like, that could have been a, that could have been a two part episode. No bullshit. There's enough stuff that goes on with that. This man essentially beat the United States government, and we got 45 minutes. That's movie shit. <laughs> this is a fact. <laughs> but, 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 on the cool, since they supposed to be producing a TV show about the trial, maybe that's maybe that's got something to do with it too. Man, what what else? What else we missed this season? What what else we missed this season? Uh oh. Yo. Yo, Swab, you there? No, you just like cut off. There, like, cut there out we go. Like, yeah, I, I, I completely lost my internet for just a hot second. Yikes. Uh, the Luna Vashon episode. Luna, man. Rest in peace, Luna Vashon. That was, I did not understand like the the relationship with, I like because I, I knew she wasn't a Vashon but I didn't understand that she was basically gifted to uh, Bruh, it's, it's some things about that story it's like um, I don't think everybody's telling the whole truth here yeah um, that's the Saw game some up. of you have skeletons in your closet I'd like to play a game <laughs> That's where you do that shit Cause like Wait a minute You You married The widow Of the hotel The widow of the hotel's owner You married her When he shot himself mm. I, What did he If If he actually shot himself What drove him to do it Yeah, the first time I heard it, I, I, I the first time I heard those words come out when they were explained, I was like, "That shit don't sound right at all." Nope. Like, no, this this sounds like a fucking lie right here. And I, I didn't know that she was married to Gangrel. Yeah. Gangreasy. Man. Uh, I didn't know Gangrel had wrestled in uh, Puerto Rico. Speaking speaking of dumbass, uh, dumbass like criminal shit, Johnny K Nine. 
Bruiser Bedlam. <laughs> if, if there was never a more fitting uh, Jim Cornette name than Bruiser Bedlam, like that's straight out the Mid South, Mid Southern wheelhouse. I, I did like that episode. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, they bombed the police station, fam. <laughs> that's one of those like that episode feels like it could be a movie, or at, least, at the very least like a mini series or something. Like you could you could play that out long form and get a really good Netflix movie out of it. <laughs> like for real, at, at this point, the way content is consumed, you have to stop thinking like what would work on the air quotes, the big screen. Like some shit can get greenlit. It's about where you put it. Right. So like, I'm pretty sure if you wanted to, to do the casting and, and film either a short form series or a, a feature-length film about Johnny K-9, I'm certain you can get that place. There, like, there, hell, Vice would take it. Yeah, I'm going to say, there's not much out of Dark Side that you can come out of and not do an actual film over. Like, they did 45-minute episodes on people. You can definitely stretch out the life story for two hours or more. Like, not, like I would love to see it, but I actually don't. Want to, I don't. I would love to see it, but don't love it. Is if you could cast and reenact the, the uh, flight from hell, the plane ride from hell. What else? What else could we possibly see if there's going to be a season four? Uh, oh, let's see. What's some good shit I have? I've never heard told before. Because when it's dark side, it's got to have some sort of uh, horrible slant to it. Sadly, um, yeah, for real. Um, Magnum TA. Ooh, good one, good one. Yeah, Magnum TA. Um, what's another good one? Um, the you gotta do something about wrestling in Mexico. I mean, honestly, the 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 rise and fall of Mid South. Bill Watts. As yeah. much as we say fuck that guy, he's he would be an interesting episode. Especially with Jim Ross around, like get it get it while Jim Ross is around because he was there for all of it. Facts. So you get to tell about while t- while telling the eventual story of how he completely fucked it up. You can tell all the backstory about Mid South and and its rise of prominence. The fact how you basically were the feeder for for WWF. Yeah, UW, and then all of your UWF stuff and all how you built certain stars that looked a certain way with my air quotes up, and then all leading up to you going to Atlanta, getting an executive spot, and promptly fucking that off by insulting the greatest Atlanta Brave maybe in history. Wait. Did he insult Dale Murphy? Hey, I I know I would catch you with that because you're you're the baseball savant of the both of the two of us. Dale Murphy was the face of TBS. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I knew I knew what I was doing. That was strategically placed. What did he? Because because my 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 ending of UWF and how the merger happened to WCW or, or Jim Crockett Promotions is completely off. Like nowhere near this ballpark. Pun intended. But you'll be able to tell all of that in in the backstory of 
uh, adding credibility to the wrestling pro wrestling acumen of Bill Watts. Mm-hmm. You'll tell all of those stories. You'll tell all of that, all the, the towns he built, and just watch it come crashing down when he decides to to go off in a fucking magazine and then double down and alienate Hank Aaron. <laughs> That's the part that makes it dark side is because he fucked it off. Well, so do you do you do you know what what led to the dissolution of the UWF besides that? Like that may have been the downfall, but that wasn't what was it was that wasn't the, the nail in the coffin. Enlighten me. Word on the street is he was uh, <laughs> dipping his company pen in the, in the Dark Journey Inc. I mean, and got caught and got caught by his wife. That's pretty par for the course with people who you know sort of take like that his stance towards life and the people who are also living it simultaneously now here's the crazier part the the video library became her property in the divorce yeah i do remember hearing that it wasn't just a hear she was selling the tapes and was putting but she was putting pieces of them up on youtube and was selling the tapes by volume number that included uh I believe some of the Mid South catalog, maybe all of it, because I think she had to, that was what took so long to get the WWE Network was that, and uh, all of UWF and Power Pro Wrestling, which Power Pro, I don't even think Power Pro is on the network, but that should be on the network. It was basically the Sunday program that was the equivalent of like uh, All American. And that's another reason Vince got to go and drop out for this this Ring of Honor library. Cause we've been robbed of so much content, and now we're getting we're close closing in on the end of the year. We have not gotten all the things back that we were paying for when we were happy er on the network. Now that we're here over here on the cock pause, um, <laughs> we're still waiting on old content plus this new content. Like, hey. You wanted to make some shape. North of pay-per-views, I have probably watched more. I probably I have definitely watched more original NBC content on the CAC than I have WWE <laughs> content. It's uh, it's at this point it's 50-50 because like I'm so disenfranchised with the product and it's like I don't want to watch any of the new shit. I only want to go back and watch old stuff, but hell, all of the old stuff isn't there and we can't keep I can't keep going in circles I've been watching La Brea I watched all of Good Girls uh, I've watched uh, Manifest um, the, the the Rock the, the Dwayne Johnson shit what was that uh, Young Rock Young Rock watched all that and so like I said, outside of pay-per-views, I've watched more Peacock programming than I have WWE programming. It's that's pitiful. I mean, I've partaken from their their movie library since they they have the the John Wick trilogy um, and a couple other you know. I do want to go back and watch three again because I went to the, I went to the theater to see that one. So many gunshots, just it's <laughs> it's therapeutic. Whole lot of choppers on your ass. I swear, I swear, I always want to keep access to a good movie with a bunch of gunshots. It's therapeutic. Yeah, that it is. All right, I think we've done our due bid, uh, our, our due diligence, and our due biddings for the for this for this episode here. Um, that's a lot of that's a lot of bonus content for their ass. 
we've given all that we can give at this point it's just like come on we're for the people feels, feels like you're robbing us at this point and on that note you can take him to the house pencil pushers heads up pencils down a whole lot of fucking gang shit